Open up your Bible on your phone. Not on your phone, don't do that. Put your phone up. I want you to, none of you have your Bibles, so let's just be honest. I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to say. Romans 12, 1 through 2 is where we're going to talk about for a little bit tonight. If you're talking, I need you to stop. So I, I grew up, and uh, I really didn't grow up in uh, the most pleasant situation. Some of you know that. A lot of you know that. But one thing that was my outlet was basketball. And it was my life, no joke, uh, especially before I was a Christian. And so one day, uh, I was in the gym. I was in junior high. And I went early. I walked to school. My parents did not bring me to school. I had to walk to school on my own. And I was shooting free throws. Okay, here's, here's no joke, this is real life, okay? This is how I used to shoot free, I know you're not be able to see my feet, I don't know if the cameras can pick up my feet, wherever the cameras are, okay? Um, so here's what I used to do, what, no joke. So I'm shooting free throws like this, okay? I don't know where I learned this, okay? If you can't see, this is not correct. Some of you ballers out there are like, are you serious, bro? Like, I can't believe, look, watch it, okay? So this is it, are you there? You zoomed in on, this is a weird moment for me, like, please be on my feet, okay, great. That was the stance, okay? So coach comes up to me, my last name is Head, okay? Strong, powerful, last name, made me strong in school. Coach comes up, Head, what are you doing? I'm like, obviously, I'm shooting free throws. <laughs> what does it look like I'm doing? Swish, okay. <laughs> Booyah, coach. No, head, seriously, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm shooting free throws, coach. Free throws. Free throws. Okay. No, seriously, head, why are you here so early? And I started to tear up. I said, coach, last night, and I don't even like telling this story, to be honest. It, it honestly is hard. I said, Coach, last night I was at home and my stepdad beat the crap out of me. And I didn't even stay at home. And so I've been up here waiting for the doors to get open. And once they were open, I decided I was going to shoot some baskets. He said, what do you mean? What do you mean your stepdad hit you? Yeah, he hit me multiple times, and he hit my mom. I watched it happen. And he hit my older sister. And he destroyed our home. And so I don't want to be there anymore, coach. My coach says, and I'm in junior high. My coach says, well, we need, we need to talk about this. I said, coach, I, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to shoot. I just want to. And then I would stay after because I never wanted to go home. Because home to me was a place that was not fun. It was a place unlike you where you can go home and have a snack and hang out after school and whatever you do and parents loving on you. Not all of you, but some of you. I didn't have that ever. So coach put his arm around me. And by the way, someone touching me back then was not a good situation. Someone who goes through abuse of different kinds, when someone touches them, it's never good. And he touched me and I pushed him off of me. He's like, head, what's wrong? I was like, don't touch me. And then he grabbed my arm, pulled me in, and he hugged me. 
and I just wept. And I just cried right there in the basketball court early morning. And he said, I want you to read Romans 12, 1 and 2. Read Romans 12, 1 and 2, head. And I didn't even know really truly what he was talking about. I wasn't a Christian at the time. I didn't know what was going on. He's hugging me. I'm crying. And he said something that I don't really enjoy to hear. I didn't enjoy to hear when I was a teenager. And, and I, I, I take these words very seriously. Those of you that know me, the words, I love you. He told me by hugging me and telling me a verse that he loved me. And I lost it. And I just sobbed. Guys, when I grew up, it, it, it was hard. I tell you that not because, hey, look at me. I tell you that because I want you to know you can make it. You can do it. And you're like, well, you're a pastor, bro. You, you know, you're, you're <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't easy. It's very hard. I would go home at night and have the crap beat out of me. Yes, I said that word in church because that's what happened. I didn't grow up, people like, oh, let's go to church. No, no, no. When, if I wanted to go to church, I had to go on my own and I would get grounded from going to church. It wasn't like I could just go to church. Hey, mom, take me to church. No, they don't understand church. Why? Because they were doing drugs. They were selling drugs in my house. I'd come home and there were people selling and doing drugs in my house. I had an older sister, older brother, I'm sorry, a younger brother who's in prison right now for robbing a bank with a gun. I have a little sister. I don't really know where she is. My mom, I haven't talked to her since I was, since I was 13 years old. I haven't talked to my mom since then. Last thing my mom ever said to me was, don't forget to write. And the reason I tell you that is because there are some of you in this room right now who are in that position. And you have no idea what to do. And there's a reason you're here tonight. And maybe that's not your exact position, but maybe you're going through something that is so, so, so crazy hard. And you don't know what to do. And so I need you to just listen to this. Listen to what the coach told me to read. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, this is a dude named Paul writing this, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That means this, we need to offer us everything that we want, everything we want to do, everything that we, is about us, we need to give it away. We need to say, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to do that. You are a living sacrifice. You're sacrificing everything that you want for him, for Christ, which we'll talk about in a second. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2, check this out. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2 changed my life. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. My issue was anger, was lying was stealing. I didn't do drugs. I didn't have improper relationships with girls beforehand. 
didn't drink, nothing. My issues, anger, lying, stealing. That was me. Why didn't I do drugs? Because I saw, my, I saw what it did to my parents. I don't want that. I don't want to end up like that. I didn't, I didn't drink. You're like, well, you didn't drink. I'm drinking. I'm 16. Yeah, cool. Way to go. Your parents probably gave it to you. Whole nother situation. I didn't drink because I saw what it did to my parents. I didn't do those things. But I did the other things. And guess what? The truth is they're all the same in God's eyes. They're all the same. It's like, oh, man, you never drank. Oh, but I lied a lot. I got angry a bunch. I got in a lot of fights. I was the punk at the school. The walk around just punk people. Why? Because I got beat up at home, and so I wanted to beat people up at school. That was me. And then, then I read this from my coach. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. What? Don't look like the world anymore, head. How do you do that? How do you not look like the world anymore? It says to be transformed. That word transform, check this out. That word transform means to radically change what you look like. Metamorphosis for you science folk. It is a word that means completely change. From a, from a caterpillar, if you will, to a butterfly. That's metamorphosis. Complete change. It says how do we not look like the world anymore? We are transformed. By the renewing of our mind. Renewing of our mind. Therefore, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When your mind is renewed, when you have a brand new mind, you see people differently. Whenever I realized where I was, because that summer I went to a camp. That summer I went to a Christian camp, and I had never been to a camp before. And I was there, and this guy was talking, and I was annoyed. I was like, dude, shut up. Probably like some of you are right now. You're not funny. Stop talking. You can't shoot free throws. And this guy is up on the stage talking at this summer camp. I don't know anybody there. I didn't go with a youth group. I went because my grandparents sent me. And I'm sitting, and this dude's talking, and he's talking about all this stuff. He's talking about love, and I'm like, I am so annoyed right now. You are talking about love. Let me tell you about love. Love is not anything cool. And this God loves you. He wants you. He'll take care of you. He'll never leave you. He'll never hurt you. never forsake you. This father, this dad. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. He says, let me just say this. If you want your mind to be renewed, and when he said that, guys, I'll never forget it. I was in Oklahoma at a camp sweating like a mug. He said, if you want your mind to be made new, you want to think different, you want to act different, you want to speak different, you want to be different, then here's what you need to do. If you want to not look like the world anymore, here's what you need to do. You need to ask Jesus into your heart. Now, when I heard that, y'all, what? Ask Jesus into, look, look at my heart, for real? Ask Jesus into it, that sounds so dumb. It just does. Christians are like, oh, you can't say that. I did, because it does sound that way. It really does. 
He said, ask Jesus in your heart. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want a renewed mind. I want things different. I, I don't want to be this way anymore. He says, here's what, ask Jesus in your heart and make him the Lord of your life. Make him the, the boss of your life. Make him everything. He said, if you want to do that, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to come up here and stand. And I was like, mm, brother, you better ask somebody else. I'm here with homegirl. Don't even know her name. Not moving. He starts talking about his life being changed, how he had a renewed mind. And I was like, I need that. I need that. And so I did this little prayer and I walked forward and I stood there. And then he took me, he took me, I was the only one that did it. He took me, and I'll never forget, we sat on the side of this hill. Everybody else having fun over there. I'm like, I want to be with them. And he just tells me about Jesus. And he tells me how all these things, man, how whenever I'm sad and whenever I'm down and whenever I'm abused and when all these things happen, I can talk to this God. And guys, here's what happened. Check this out. This is what happened. My mind was renewed. Look what happened. Then... You will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You're able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And in that moment, my life changed in a way I will never obviously forget. And I went from somebody who was quiet, who was angry, who was hurting, who was alone, who was scared, who didn't really have any friends, who was a bully, who wanted to look like the world, to somebody who over time, that moment changed, but over time even more, even more, even more, so much so that I was like, I want to tell other people about this Jesus. Because no joke, it changed my life. And I started to tell more people. And somehow, some way, I'm able to do it all the time. And I'm so thankful for my coach. And I'm so th thankful for that camp counselor. And I'm so thankful for the Lord changing my heart. And tonight, I want to give everybody...